Ladies and gentlemen, may I give you, if you will, the indisputably verisimilitudinous ventriloquial virtuosity and the flippantly filibustering felicitous frippery of the one and only Nick and Russ Don't Know Anything podcast. Well, in a moment, one of these ten movies will join a list that includes On the Waterfront, Midnight Cowboy, The Godfather, and The Deer Hunter. And the Oscar goes to... Oh, and the Oscar goes to... And the winner is... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... The winner is... And the winner is... For Best Picture. Well, hello, everybody. I am Nick. And I'm Russ. And today we have Trish the Dish of Gen X Voice. On the show, how freaking cool is that? I still got to do your show. I haven't done that yet. So I know. I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. <laughs> I was. I was like, I, like, I got to do the show. It's like I keep. Yes. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, you know what? I will book him and then I will just like it for him and then just tell him when to show up. There you go. Right, That's sounds, how we need to do good. it because I've sent him the invite. And oh, you have? Oh, my God. I haven't even looked. And I tell okay. you that every time. I'm like, it was sent. All right. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> well, so everybody. You're busy. Russ I get your life. This Russ is the, uh, this so. is a special episode. It's our, and the winner is episode. And our guest, yes, is Trista Dish from Gen X. Unfortunately, uh, Gino, who's usually with us when we do these things, uh, was busy and had a scheduling conflict and couldn't make it. So, Gino, when you listen to this, when we air it, um, fuck you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so uh, we miss you and we love when you're on. So anyway. And uh, Russ, just a correction. It's I'm from the Gen X Voice podcast. I always Not forget right. the voice. Gen sorry. I am so Gen sorry. Voice. Gen X. I said voice, voice, didn't I? I hope I did. I don't know. I just heard Russ do it remember. wrong. So I had to. Oh. Make sure I plugged my show correctly. <laughs> yes, Gen X Voice, and she has a great Facebook group. And I haven't been active lately, but I was over the summer. You um, have different times and different topics that you'll jump in and talk about, and yeah. I really appreciate that. It's super awesome of you. Well, I had a goal. I was trying to be one of the top contributors for your page. I don't know if I ever made it, but I was like, I got to get in there and say stuff. So I. F- feel like I acknowledged you once as being one of the top contributors in the beginning. Okay. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Mm. All right. So I, I made, so, right, I'm going to go with your word that I made it. So here we go. And. Oh, Trish. Disponistis genias ex. Oh my God. That sounds good. Doesn't that sound good? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, good. Iphonitis genias ex, which means the, uh, the voice of Gen X. Like I have, oui. I'm doing a direct Greek translation here. Moi, so. je veux dire, c'est la voix de, de génération X. I knew oui. that's what you were saying because c'est we... la voix. Oui, voilà, c'est la voix de la génération X. X. Oui, vraiment. Oh my God, c'est ouais. bien. Well, well, hopefully our numbers increase with the French population. Alors, so. <laughs> Moi, si je parle français, 
Ah oui, je, je pense que je suis professeur pour 10 ans. Ah, c'est bon. And, Alors, j'habitais à Montréal et à Paris. You just uh, wanted to hook up with all the from French the University of Illinois. Well, um, you know what, Nick? I would love to hear more about that on my podcast. Yes, we're going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> all right, but now we got to talk about costumes. After the 19th, oh, he will be available. Was I supposed to say the, the movie yet? I don't even know. Yes, yeah. I mean, I was, I was trying to get to that. But uh, after the <laughs> 19th, okay, I don't know when this is going to air, but after October 19th, whenever this airs, But after October 19th in real time, Nick is available. Uh, will be more widely available. Right now, he's in crunch timing. He has to be. So. All right. Anyway. Okay. I'm so, depressed, but it's okay. Well, now I feel like I we mean, need a therapy session. I shouldn't go right into the, look, the thing that I we're here for. No, actually, Casablanca is a good therapy, to be honest. It, it is. is a so. fantastic movie. So we are it's discussing so Casablanca. Yes. The, the classic and one of the greatest films ever made Casablanca it's my top three um and so but as in the past what we always do first is we re not revisit but we visit the year that this became best picture this became best picture in 1944 now what's a little confusing is and I'll go into it later on but the film was released in 1942 and there's some reasons why It you know it got best picture in 1944 and while it was early released because it was supposed to be released in 1943 but we'll get into that when we get into the trivia of the actual film but first what happened in 1942 what are some of the things you know we like to talk about some of that stuff because you know here at the Nick and Russ show uh, we tend to talk about current events so we're going to talk about some of the current events then and we also talk about the economy and things like that so Nick and Trish. I got some stuff for you. All right. So cost of living in 1944. Here's the thing. Can you guys guess? And we'll go with uh, Trish first. The cost of a new house in 1944. I would say between three and $5,000. Nick. I I'm at three between three and five as well. Actually, I agree with okay. Trish on that. So $3,450. For a Yay! brand new house. Yep. Now, how much did a average person was their wage per year? Yeah. Their salary. I would say $1,200. I mean, Trish? he's literally taking the words out of my mouth because, yeah, I would say around like 100 $1, bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually $2,400. Wow. Oh, double. So they made a little bit, yeah, they made a little bit more. So, <laughs> so theoretically. So if, in, so if we put it in context, right now a house is like 350 grand or so. I forgot what the mm -hmm. average is. Maybe 260 in America. I think 350 so sounds pretty average. You couldn't buy a house like that in my neighborhood for that. In Texas, I agree. So let's say 350. Yeah. So that would be, so let's say 350, which means that they would have to make 240,000 like, if we were on the same level. Wow. That's that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Then that is it crazy. took you two years and you got a house. Mm -hmm. Here, 
I don't know. Anyway, we haven't we when we do the best picture for this year, we'll be able to tell it. Okay, so one gallon of gas. Trish? Oh gosh. I mean, we're talking nickels. I mean, I'm pretty sure that you could fill up a gallon of gas for you know, like I don't know, change. Like I would I'm say a nickel. Under, uh, yeah. yeah. Fifteen cents. See, what? Yeah. Three well, think about it. This is 1944 too. We're in the middle of a war. Oh, right. So yeah. All right. The and uh, the average rent was fifty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. But back then, didn't they also do more weekly rates rather than monthly rates back then? That's true. You well, know, today that's we do daily rate. rates. Well, well, daily not 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 that common here in Texas. I, it will I, fluctuate I, daily. But, yeah. But I think that. Um, the tenements you have an and things, there? like in the big mm. cities, I think those were more mm. on a weekly, bi-weekly basis. Mm. Okay, so a loaf of bread. We've established that if you go to Aldi's, you can get a loaf of bread now for a dollar. And mm-hmm. in the 80s, it wasn't that much. Uh, it was about 80 cents, I think we said. And then in the 70s, mm-hmm. it was like 70-something cents. So loaf of bread, 1944. Five cents. Anybody? Well, I mean, if a if if a gallon of gas was fifteen cents, I mean, we're talking maybe pennies, maybe three cents, mm-hmm. ten cents. Okay, ten sure. and yeah, ten cents. Old Spice shaving soap was one price. was was a whole dollar. I the believe Old Spice that shaving soap. So that was, was whole fancy dollar. kid stuff back then. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. we always talk about what a new car cost, but here's the thing: because we're in the middle of a war. They stopped productions of new cars, so there was no you could not buy a new car in 1944. Right. Oh, so, yeah. Also, what we found out from when we did The Godfather, because that uh, setting was in World War II as well, after World War II, that they stopped all the metal bumpers of cars went to the war effort, so everybody's bumper was uh, wood. So that was kind of wow. All right. So that's cost of living. Plus, it wasn't that easy to find cost of living stuff in 1944. I had to search a few websites. Anyway, um, okay, so in 1944, events that happened was D-Day. D-Day happened. Uh, this was, if you, it also was called Operation Overlord. I didn't know that. I always knew it as D-Day. I love the name Overlord. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. It's not just Lord, it's Overlord. Overlord, yeah. Uh, for oh my overlord, overlord. Lord. Sounds like a good metal band name. Yes, it does. Um, it was the commenced landing of 155,000 Allied troops on the beaches of Normandy in France. I had an uncle who uh, didn't make it out of Normandy. Uh, he landed oh. on the beach, and uh, yeah. So uh, my oh. mother is actually named after him. Okay, actually, so I actually visited that um, that with my with my French students. Oh, Normandy cool. And saw, you know, um, was it Ohio Beach or, or something weird? Like it, you'd think it would Omaha? be a French name. Omaha, yeah. yeah. And then um, we also saw the um, acres and acres of white crosses for the unnamed wow. soldiers yeah. and all the yeah. folks that died in the bunkers that the um, that the Nazis were in on the beach. Like it was it was pretty chilling, to say the least. Yeah, that's, that's uh, amazing. I I, yeah. I want to do that one day. I want to to go there. It's it's that, it's definitely 
surreal for sure. Also by August uh, 25th, the allies freed the French forces from Nazi occupation. Vive la France. There you go. Um, Also same year, U.S. uh, bombs Tokyo for the first time with the B-29 Super Fortress bombers. God bless Uh, America. There you go. America. 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 Uh, The GI Bill of Rights was passed and signed into law by Franklin D. uh, D. Roosevelt. Um, God bless America. Internationally, Mahatma Gandhi is released from jail. Uh, Also, with the war, uh, 15-year-old Anne Frank captured by the Germans and sent to the concentration camps. Oh, poor little girl. Okay. After uh, all of that, like after after being in that stupid attic for so long, I've been to Anne Frank's house, by the way, in Amsterdam. Oh, yeah? I walked by it, but we didn't get a chance to tour it because we were too stoned. Oh, it's okay. (laughs) I've done, I've done, I did that too in Amsterdam. I mean, it was like the minute we got off the train until we left. I have one oh my picture God, I had, blurry. You know, it's so funny. <laughs> I bought some weed as well from the coffee shop and then put it in my yeah. um, put it in my bag. And then, because I was heading back to Germany to Berlin. And of course, right at the border, the German like people were. And they came in with the dogs and all of that. And all I have to say is, Thank you so much, Mr. Coffee Shop Owner, for putting it in this vial. Like it was a vial that you screw in so that way it doesn't smell outside. Otherwise, I would have been probably arrested. So, wow. So that was, Breaking thank you. Law. Thank you, Coffee Shop Breaking Owner, for doing that for me. Breaking the so, law. Breaking the law. And so yeah. me and my actress friend got so stoned off of that. Like, well, that salvatory. Was, yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was amazing. So. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, I'll ju- that's all I'm going to say about that. So. Continue, yeah, before you incriminate anymore. Uh, so continuing on with the international stuff, in Britain, the Education Act lifts the ban of women teaching uh, teachers marrying. So apparently teachers could not marry, or women teachers couldn't marry. Uh, that's right? why so the also- term um, old school marm used to be a term, because teachers were revered as like they needed to stay this sort of like saintly sort of um virginal virgin mary kind of thing instead of You're like kidding is that why no. there's a lot of teacher porn there's teacher porn i mean i don't know why i'm surprised there's porn everything there's porn uh, everything yeah but All yeah right. uh, also, London is hit by V-2 rockets for the first time. Uh, the Battle of the Bulge began on December 15th. It's one of the deadliest battles in World War II with 19,000 U.S. soldiers killed. Uh, oh. Russia and the Polish uh, Home Army liberate Poland from the Nazis. Uh, the U.S. forces liberate Rome and Italy. Uh, the Allies assemble the largest force of air power used, uh, who bombed air arrays and other targets in Germany. Also, the assassination attempt on Hitler failed. The Great Escape. 76 prisoners of war escaped the Stalag Luft. I think that's how you say it. Third prison uh, camp during World War II. That's, if you ever watch the movie The Great Escape, this is what it was based upon. Oh, yeah. uh, They had, uh, Steve McQueen was in it. And I forgot some of the other guys' names. But the actual guys built this intricate tunnel underneath that they said was very impressive and as 300, I don't know, yards or something. I don't know. It was really long. They had other tunnels too, but those didn't work out. But this one, they said 76 prisoners escaped. Uh, 73 were recaptured. So anyway, um, 
let's see uh, f yes it was a great movie i loved one that movie i think they also remade it oh no the tv series hogan's heroes was made uh based on that mm-hmm. um franklin right. d roosevelt becomes the president elect uh for his fourth term oh yeah uh, he's his- the only one that did that Yes. Um, and his last term, he died in office. Uh, soon after his death, the 22nd Amendment was passed in Congress to limit presidential term. The amendment was finally added to the U.S. Constitution in February of 1951. Oh. Also, the Office of Strategic Services, the OSS, is formed and would later become the CIA. Oh. Uh, Iceland gained its independence. Uh, the Republic of Iceland is founded uh, during February. The Icelandic parliament decided to sever ties between Iceland and Denmark and proposed a referend, uh, referendum. Uh, to, I can never say that word. To determine referendum. The thank you. Determine the nation's future. Also, interesting, a 5.9 earthquake happened in New York. Central. What? New York, actually. Yeah. Wow. In central New York. I that think. The city. The Manhattan Project. I don't know. I'm just saying. You know, so, you know. Uh, some inventions. You had the kidney dialysis uh, by uh, in Netherlands and sunscreen in the U.S. All right. Oh, wow. oh, people born this year. This is one of my favorites. Tim Rice. He was born November 10th. Danny DeVito was born November 17th. Diana mm-hmm. Ross was born March 26th. George Happy. Lucas was May 14th. What? Roger Yeah. Roger Daltrey was born May March 1st. I just um, don't see George Lucas and Roger Daltrey being the same age. That literally blows my mind. Well, Danny DeVito know, and they're like George Lucas. Well, Danny, yeah, and not Danny DeVito either. I mean, Danny DeVito what about looks like Tim Rice. Like I can't I don't I didn't I, I don't ever see him like aging, but like Tim Rice is now the, is the same age as me. Anyway, um, let's see. Uh, Steve Fawcett, uh, Joe Frazier, Gladys Knight, uh, Tony I Orlando. I met Gladys Knight once. I love her. Okay, go ahead. Jerry Sorry. Springer. And what? Barry White. Yeah. Those are the. Wait, Jerry people. Springer and Betty White are the same age? No, Barry. No, Barry, Barry White. White. Betty White was born in like nineteen. Oh, okay. Like, I was gonna like say she's not. She's ninety nine years minute, old. Wait a minute. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, she's she's Betty older White, than the Greek girl. She's like she's older Greek, than loaf of bread, say. or she's older than slice of bread. They said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay, so on to Casablanca. So anyway, uh, here's the portion of where we start talking about the film. And first, uh, I want to play a uh, the trailer uh, of it. So let me bring that up. Casablanca, city of hope and despair, located in French Morocco in North Africa. The meeting place of adventurers, fugitives, criminals, refugees lured into this danger-swept oasis by the hope of escape to the Americas. But they're all trapped, for there is no escape. Against this fascinating background is woven the story of an imperishable love and the enthralling saga of six desperate people, each in Casablanca, to keep an appointment with destiny. I was willing to shoot Captain Rano, and I'm willing to shoot you. All right, Major, you asked for it. 
how much I still love you. deal more about you than you suspect. I know, for instance, that you're in love with a woman. It's perhaps a strange circumstance that we both should love the same woman. What do you want for Sam? I don't buy and sell human beings. That's too bad. That's Casablanca's leading commodity. You can ask any price you want, but you must give me those letters. That's no deal. All right. I tried to reason with you. I tried everything. Now I want those letters. Am I, am I back now? Now you're back. I don't okay. know what happened. Well, <laughs> I don't know either. So uh, it's, Maybe it's the media's fault. So Maybe. All right. So Anyway, okay, so it stars Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid, uh, Ingrid Berman. Uh, I might have to just go in it's and, and put these in. Um, so... Uh, Anyway, uh, it stars and it's directed by Michael Curtis, um, and it's written by a lot of people: uh, Julius uh, Epstein, uh, Philip Epstein, Howard Koch, uh, uh, Murray Burnett, uh, Joan Allison, and Casey Robinson. Uh, the Burnett and Allison did the play, and Casey Robinson is uncredited for um, writing it. Um, Humphrey Bogart oh, it was plays a play Rick. Before, yeah, it was a play. And uh, I'll get into that. What happened was, is it was a play first written. And because there was a, a sex between uh, Rick and um, Il- uh, Ilsa, um, they uh, thought that it was too racy for a play. But Warner Brothers was like, hey, it'll make great for a movie, even though they didn't have a sex scene in there. But, um, but it anyway, was sexy. So, uh, and, yeah. So uh, Dooley Wilson played Sam. Uh, in 1944 for Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Writing for Screenplay. It was nominated for Best Actor in Leading Role, uh, Best Actor in Supporting Role, Best Cinematography, Best Filmmaking, Music. All right. Um, So here is the synopsis that uh, is provided by IMDb. It's the story of Rick uh, Blaine, a cynical world Rary expatriot uh, who runs a nightclub in Casablanca, Morocco, during the early stages of World War II. Despite the pressure he is consistently constantly receives from local authorities, uh, Rick uh, Cafe has become a kind of haven for refugees seeking to obtain illicit letters uh, that will help them escape to America. But when Ilsa, a former lover of Rick's, and her husband show up to his cafe one day, Rick faces a tough challenge which will bring up four unforeseen uh, complications. Uh, heartbreak and ultimately excruciating decision to make. Guess what the tagline is? I knew when once. love cuts as deep as a dagger. Oh. That is a horrible tagline. So anyway, um, the we didn't pain do this is before. real. The pain is real. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't do these with the last two, and I wish I had. But um, oh, we lost Nick. All right, so. 
We're just it's Bye. Just, uh, internet's fun. Um yeah. the budget, the box office uh budget for the for the box office numbers, the budget of this was nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That seems like a lot in 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 uh nineteen forty time. Uh, well yeah, if you yeah. if your house alone was three you could buy a house for three thousand dollars to have a budget of eight hundred and fifty thousand. Nine hundred and fifty thousand. That's insane. Yeah, the budget Nick was nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars for this movie. Nine! Oh my God, that's enormous. Yeah, for but you know what? It had all the star. You know what? Had all the stars. Yeah, it had all the stars. It had Ingrid Bergman uh, and and Humphrey Bogart. I mean, I'm sure they were not cheap. And then you had uh, like even the supporting cast was very very well known. Yeah, I mean all of Uh, opening weekend. It only made a hundred and eighty. Well, I say only made a hundred eighty one thousand dollars, but that was a lot. Um, yeah, and then the gross. Movie. The gross for U.S. and Canada alone was four point one million. There you go. And, the and how much world, was a movie back then? Did you look that up? I did not see that. It it like it didn't have that on there. I'll have to Google. That, that. would I'm be sure good. It was like a nickel. Reviews. I mean, wasn't yeah, it, it had to be like a nickel. Yeah. So that means people were going back over and over and over again to see it, and they were all seeing right, it dude. all over the country. And no it, this TV is probably yet. during the time they yeah. had double exactly. features. Yeah. They also had double features with the, where you would pay and you, you can go see two movies. Um, so and news uh, reels the gross would play. Yeah. The mm. gross worldwide was 4.3 million. Wow. Okay. So the story was purchased for $20,000. The play, playwrights um, uh, co-created the expat cafe, Rick Blaine and the piano player, Sam and Chet's resistance fighter, Victor Laszlo uh, and uh, Elsa. Um, and his writing partner, Joan Alice, penned a play called Everybody Comes to Rick in 1940, having watched the political change that was sweeping across Europe. The pair intended to it to be a cautionary tale about the perils of fascism. Um, and it didn't turn out to be uh, a play. Warner Brothers bought it uh, to make it a movie. So the movie title definitely wouldn't have had the same ring if the creators had stuck with the original setting, which was going to be Lisbon. Uh, but they later moved it to Casablanca, a place that Burnett had never seen and never did in his lifetime, and uh, desperate the sweep, sweeping success of the story that he created. Um, let's see. The list of film stars was, you know, Bogart seemed larger than life, but actually he was five foot eight inches tall, and Bergman was taller than him by two inches. So as a result, they made Bogey uh, stand on blocks and sit on cushions to make him taller than Bergman. Wow. And that's funny because that's done with Tom Cruise. Like, really? Yes. Well, yeah, he's he, like t- five four, right? Tom. He's Cruise? very short, and Nicole yeah. Kidman is super tall. And so, mm-hmm. anytime they were ever in a scene, he was up on an apple box or something, so he was taller because that was what he he did not want to be shorter than her. So, anyway, I thought he was five seven. Oh no! No no no! He's I think he's much I shorter. I think than that. he's five six. I'll have to look that up, but. Anyway, he's, I thought it was five know, four. But he might be. He's wrong. he's he's small. So anyway, so I'm I was as I'm as tall as Humphrey Bogart. I'm five eight. So all right, that's not bad. There you go. I'm taller than both of them. Yeah, you're, right, you're so, taller than both of us. Both of us combined. Yeah, you know, you're like yeah. you're like a tree. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, as exotic as it looks, the entire film was shot on the Water Brothers Studio in Burbank, California. It's amazing. Nice. I always there love was ex- reading that. 
except for one exception, uh, where which sees the Nazis villain flying past a airplane uh, hangar, uh, which was shot at Van Nuys Airport in Van Nuys, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. The farewell scene, the tarmac scene, was uh, filmed also filmed at the Warner uh, Studios in Burbank as well. Now, really, the, oh. yeah. So none of it was, you know. I mean, they couldn't go to Casablanca on location because we're in the middle. Well, of it wasn't going to be on location. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but yeah. But to be on a studio a lot, it's like, eh. But But, actually, I I, got to say, though, because, I mean, I'm a huge old film buff. And I love IMDb-ing any old movies. And whenever I find out that it's, like, in one of the Warner Brothers studios or MGM, I all I can think of is what an incredible job the set designers have done. And I right. and, and especially if I've seen a movie a million times, like I'll just look at the sets and I'm just so in awe, like, you know, movies that you think are done in New York City or whatever. And someone painted and created that skyline because no one was in no one was in New York City. They were in Los Angeles. You know, if you you know, I, and I just I find that so endearing and romantic somehow. Wow. Yeah. I've actually been to Casablanca and I was not, I it was the it. one place in Morocco that I was not impressed with. Interesting. Yeah. I've never it looked been like to San Diego. I mean, there was a McDonald's there and I was just like, ow. <laughs> right. Super, super. Oh, and he does say that um, somebody tried to recreate a Rick's place, um, but it's horrible. So. Anyway, do I did I lose you guys? Nope, that just was okay. A shame. Right. Okay, <laughs> can you hear so, us? Uh, here we go. Can you hear me now? Here, the film. Huh? Oh, okay. The film, uh, the release of the film Casablanca was rushed because of the real life world events. Originally, the film was slated for early 1943, but the film premiered at the Hollywood Theater in New York City on November 26, 1942. Why? The publicity people moved it forward uh, to coincide with the Allied invasion of North Africa and the capture of Casablanca. The film then went to be wide release in January of 1943. uh, to coincide with the Casablanca co- conference, a high-level marketing, uh, a high-level meeting between Winston Churchill and Franklin D. Uh, Roosevelt in Casablanca. So, wow, that is yes. cool. I didn't know that. Um, I knew this from class when I was studying film. Uh, only half the script was completed when began shooting. Although the screenplay is now considered one of the most well-paced, perfectly structured of all time, the process of writing Casablanca was tumultuous. Uh, uh, while most film production schedules centered around location and accessibility of talent, Casablanca was shot in sequential order for the sole reason that the script was not finished. Uh, often writer Howard Koch uh, would deliver recently typed scenes the same day they were shot. So... It, Knowing about film, they never shoot in sequential <laughs> order because it doesn't make sense. Uh, you know, if you've got a few daytime scenes throughout the script, you'd shoot those all in the daytime. So they had to shoot this in order because it wasn't finished. So wow. Many of the actors themselves were victims of the war. Mm-hmm. There's a list, but I won't go into that. Um also, what's the most famous line of Casablanca? Here's looking Play at again, you. Sam. Oh, here's looking at you, kid. I don't, I don't know which one here, is because which one is it? I I guess which Russell one did you Dallas. say, Nick? 
I think it's play, play it, it Sam, again. but I think it's played it again, it, play it again is what we always think everybody thinks time. it's played again, Sam, but it's but, play. It, it, there's been several versions. Never is it yeah. played again, Sam. Uh, yep. It's play it once, Sam, play it, Sam, or just play it. Never does anybody say play it again, Sam. But I most saw people, that on IMDb and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe yes. that. That's so I know, crazy. but it's like the play it again. I always think of that too. And I'm like, oh, it's a, but it's not play, play it again. It, it's Sam. play it, Sam. Play it. Yes. Damn it. Now. Play it. He's all wasted yes. saying that. I know. Play it, Sam. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta go feel do- my feels. Yes. Uh, now, there was a rumor that Ronald Reagan was supposed to play Rick. Um, yeah. And the thing was, is they never considered Ronald Reagan to play the part, but the studio didn't want people to know who was in the film. So they leaked this fake information saying that Ronald Reagan was going to play when actuality, he never had the part. He, wow. he wasn't, they always had Humphrey Bogart. Uh, for the part you know what but back in those days all the actors were owned by the studio so they could do whatever the heck they oh, yeah. wanted they could yeah. like that wouldn't fly today without a lawsuit so you know what i mean yes. right now the most famous song as time goes by almost didn't make the cut because the uh the music for the film was written by max steiner a straw austrian born hungarian jewish composer uh, who arranged, who gained gained his fame from Gone with the Wind and King Kong? Um, so it was included in the original play, but Steiner didn't like it and wanted to exclude it from the film adaptation. But Bergman had already shot the scenes with the song and cut her hair for her next role, so they couldn't do any reshoots, and the song song had to stay. Good. Yes. <clears throat> so yeah, that was a great song too. So. so that's the trivia that I found on Casablanca. If I can get some of the scenes to play here in a second. Uh, so and, anyway, and by the way, in a weird way, Casablanca means White House. So yep, yes. in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, it does. It's just, and it's weird that it's in Morocco because they speak French in Morocco. I was going to say are. that, but you also. Oh, I mean, yeah. you have some of the uh, the the policemen are French. <clears throat> Well, I, I was going to say, though, too, is that, you know, you, you Spain dips down. So the right, Rock of Gibraltar right. is or mm. the Strait of Gibraltar is between Af- that part of Africa. Because that's right. how I went over is I took the ferry from Spain to Tangier. Um, okay. Casablanca is a lot like more south than that. But um, I think that that might have something to do with it. Like, I don't know. That that mm. Spanish influence, but maybe yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean the the Moors and the yeah, so that that's good. And yeah, okay, it's taking forever for these. So uh, again, I might have. But to yeah, I was I was pulled over by a police officer in Morocco, and I had lived in France for six months. I'd study it studied it for. Four years, but I'd never really, or six years, but I had never really oh, what part of used France it. did you live in? Well, that's not part of this story. Hold on. So oh. what I, I, only because I've got a, a route I want to take. I don't want to go too far off. Got it. And um, so this, this cop pulls us over with a machine gun and wow. we're scared to death because the guy that I was with at the time had bought all this hash because that's what you could get in, um, in Morocco we we'd smoked it all. So it was done and we weren't like really stoned or anything. Cause it was at the end of our trip, but the, the, the police pulled us over 
And at this point, again, I wasn't fluent, but I stepped out of that car and I told him I was a student in Montpellier. That's the answer to your question. And that uh, my friend was living, you know, was visiting from the States and he goes, you were speeding and he let us go. And after that, I knew French fluently, just took that, triggered it. Wow. That's cool. Okay. So this first clip is uh, of the movie, uh, it's, and it's titled The Secret uh, Sentimentalist. No matter how clever he is, he still needs an exit visa. Or oh, I should say two. Why two? He is traveling with a lady. I'll take one. I think not. I've seen the lady. And if he did not leave her in Marseille or in Iran, he certainly won't leave her in Casablanca. Well, maybe he's not quite as romantic as you are. It doesn't matter. There is no exit visa for him. Louis, whatever gave you the impression that I might be interested in helping Laszlo escape? Because, my dear Ricky, I suspect that under that cynical shell, you're at heart a sentimentalist. Oh, laugh if you will, but I happen to be familiar with the record. Let me point out just two items. In 1935, you ran guns to Ethiopia. In 1936, you fought in Spain on the loyalist side. And got well paid for it on both occasions. The winning side would have paid you much better. Maybe. <laughs> Well, it seems that you're determined to keep Laszlo here. I have my orders. Oh, I see. Gestapo spank. My dear Ricky, you overestimate the influence of the Gestapo. I don't interfere with them. And they don't interfere with me. In Casablanca, I am master of my fate. I am Major Strasbourg here, sir. Hey, you were saying... Excuse me. that so to me that starts up the you know how rick is and how he's going to be and you know shadows or for uh yeah foreshadows there was a lot of exposition there like we just found out everything about rick Mm -hmm. in that scene yes that he's like kind of a shyster yet at the same time a good shyster because he's helping people out and at the same time he knows how to work the system to get what he wants and he was always taking advantage of that in no matter what situation he was in. So for me, it just showed what exactly the kind of person that Rick is. And that's going to be the tone of the movie until the end. And that's so. why the French officer, by the way, because yeah. uh, French mm-hmm. occupied uh, Morocco during that time. Mm-hmm. So that's why that p- particular police officer that's confronting him is French. Um, that is like... Oh God, where was I going with that? Um, I just spaced where I was going with that. Like I said, this is like my bedtime. So, oh, oh what was I going to say? Uh, sorry about that. I don't know where I was going. I'm so sorry, guys. Bad, 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 bad. I do way better at 5 a.m. It's cool. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the whole confrontation. God, I really had a great point. I just went zoo. Well, yeah, you were talking about France, so, French occupied France, and he was. So I don't know, but anyway, yeah, I had a point then too. you got Ingrid Bergman. You know, she's going to walk in to in all of all the got, joints in all the world. She has to walk into mine, you know. Like, but she had already done that before. Before that conversation, though. Cannon fire. Or is it my heart pounding? Well, it's a new German 77, and judging by the sound, only about 35 miles away. I'm getting closer every minute. 
Here, here, drink up. We'll never finish the other three. The Germans will be here pretty soon now, and they'll come looking for you. And don't forget, there's a price on your head. And I left a note in my apartment. They'll know where to find me. It's strange. I know so very little about you. <laughs> I know very little about you. Just the fact that you had your teeth straightened. <laughs> but be serious, darling. You are in danger, and you must leave Paris. No, 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 no. We must leave. Yes, of course, we. Now, the train for Marseille leaves at 5 o'clock. I'll pick you up at your hotel at 4.30. No. No, not at my hotel. I... I, I have things to do in the city before I leave. I'll meet you at the station. All right. At a quarter to five. Say, why don't we get married, Marseille? <laughs> that, that, that's too far ahead to plan. Yes, I guess it is a little too far ahead. Well, let's see. Uh, what about the engineer? Why can't he marry us on oh, the train? Darling. Oh, why not? The captain on a ship can. It doesn't seem fair that... Hey. Hey, what's wrong, kid? I love you so much. And I hate this war so much. Oh, it's a crazy world. Anything can happen. If you shouldn't get away. I mean, if... If something should keep us apart... Wherever they put you... And wherever I'll be, I want you to know that. Kiss me. Kiss me as if it were the last time. Once again... The movie stars back there. I don't know what they did. I didn't put a special filter on it. The movie. Oh no, there's definitely a soft filter that they put when they show the women. They right. always put like a soft filter because the next scene, the man will be completely clear. So that is a real thing they used to do for sure. Right, because she looks more movie starish than ever. Right, like every time, like the moment that she walks in, the this scene right here, the you know when she. Every time she was talking, you know, it was just, it was amazing to me how, you're right, there is that soft filter thing, which makes her look 10 times more movie starish. And the lighting and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they always say they just, they don't make them, they don't make movie stars like that anymore. And it's like, it's true. Like she, even though that conversation, we find out later what she was inferring so she's not like this sweet, innocent person, um, but she looks that. She looks sweet and innocent with those big doe eyes and the perfect makeup and the perfect hair, you know, and the, you know, just the the perfect outfit that's like super conservative and of its time. And I mean, God, I just. And yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, you see that she's thinking in this scene that, you know, she knows she's not going to marry him. But he, but she's already found out. I mean, do I reveal stuff? Is there spoiler? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she's already, that's the day that she found out that the husband that, that was captured and put in the concentration camp was freed. So oh, she right. knows that she's going to meet her husband again. And, you know, it's that weird place. And I don't know if you have ever, either of you have ever been in, the, in a situation where you 
love someone, that you fall in love with someone and they exit your life and life goes on and you find another amazing soul and you have that soul connection. Um, I think people throw love around in movies a lot more than we do in real life. Um, Cause what did they hang out for like a week? And he's like, I'm going to marry you. And I love you. Like, I don't know if that's really what was going on even in the forties, but um, you, there's still a real connection. And then that first person comes back and now you have to be like, Oh shit. Like I have to make this decision now that I'm, I'm sorry, but he was here first or she was here first. I don't know. Have you guys ever been in something like that? Cause I definitely have. No, uh, and that's, no, that's I, a uh, weird feeling. No, I have pretty, not. Pretty, so. pretty terrible to break someone's heart. Yeah. But It is. And at the same time, cause I was in this little, so I was in a relationship for like a year or so. And then, um, so I ended up leaving that relationship. Nick, your your volume's going out. Oh. I even put you... earbuds in thinking that they would help. So All right. I mean I can hear them pretty well. Okay. Oh, okay, maybe it's just on my end so with the sharing. I had stuff, to so. uh, you know, I had to like anyway, I was in like a little drama. It's just I didn't know what to do. It's like because I like both of them. Oh, there you go. It cut, cut in. Oh yeah, that sounded way better. Yeah, it, you cut in now. I don't know if your batteries are dying on your earbuds or iBuds, whatever they're called. AirPods. AirPods. Okay. So I I I quit Mac a while back. So okay. So here's our next clip. So much at stake. All you can think of is your own feeling. One woman has hurt you, and you take your revenge on the rest of the world. You're a, you're a coward and weakly. No, no, Richard, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but, but you, you are our last hope. If you don't help us, Victor Lazlo will die in Casablanca. What of it? I'm going to die in Casablanca. It's a good spot for it. I tried to reason with you. I tried everything. Now I want those letters. Get them for me. I don't have to. I got them right here. Put them on the table. No. For the last time, put them on the table. If Laszlo and the cause mean so much to you, you won't stop at anything. All right, I'll make it easier for you. Go ahead and shoot. You'll be doing me a favor. Richard, I tried to stay away. I thought I would never see you again. That you are out of my life. I loved you. How much I still love you. 
All right. So that was he. You know, he was. You know, you could tell he's like he's heartbroken. He's like, I don't care. Kill me. You know, like you already killed me once. Kill me again. But she's also heartbroken. Like it. I mean, those are. I mean, genuine as it's a movie. Um, tears about the realization of like what she put him through. You know, like she's confronting mm-hmm. yeah. the thing that she was like, I, I never thought I'd see you again. Like I kind of escaped the ramifications of ditching your ass on a train. Right. Like we're talking about marriage and then I just don't show up. And now here I've got to get you to do this favor. Cause you're literally the only person that can do it. And that's, I mean, I'm sure she's herself going through so much. So I, you know, I'm taking the female perspective because I think everyone always talks about Humphrey and how it really is about a broken hearted man for sure. But I think also just coming from that Mm -hmm. place where I've also done the heartbreaking in a situation like that, like it still hurts, especially if you had feelings for the person. So I think we're seeing that in her too. Genuine. Even if they're flings, even if they're super intense, soul connecting flings. And, uh, you know, Ilsa was really into Rick. Like you can totally see it there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like now she has to deal with that. Right. And, and like all those emotions came back and she's like, Oh my God, I can't believe that. And I can't believe I did this right now. And I never thought I'd have to think about it again because I left it and I was able to be like, all right, well, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, uh, sometimes uh, my husband and I, we talk about like my ex, you know, that kind of thing. And he's like, we should meet him one day. And I'm like, no, (laughs) but thank you. I mean, like I totally understand the reasoning behind it, but no, I just, I just want to, let that be that part of my life and let that be there. You know what I mean? And, I 100% uh, do. Yeah. All right. So we have our last uh, scene that we'll play. Louis, you have your man go with Mr. Laszlo and take care of his luggage. Certainly, Rick. Anything you say. Find Mr. Laszlo's luggage and put it on the plane. Yes, sir. This way, please. If you don't mind, you fill in the names. That'll make it even more official. You think of everything, don't you? And the names are Mr. and Mrs. Victor Laszlo. But why my name, Richard? Because you're getting on that plane. I don't understand. What about you? I'm staying here with him till the plane gets safely away. No, Richard, no. What has happened to you last night? Last night we said a great many things. You said I was to do the thinking for both of us. Well, I've done a lot of it since then. It all adds up to one thing. You're getting on that plane with Victor where you belong. But Richard, no one... Now, but... you've got to listen to me. You have any idea what you'd have to look forward to if you stayed here? Nine chances out of ten, we'd both wind up at a concentration camp. Isn't that true, Louis? I'm afraid, Major Strauss, I would insist. You're saying this only to make me go. I'm saying it because it's true. Inside of us, we both know you belong with Victor. You're part of his work, the thing that keeps him going. If that plane leaves the ground and you're not with him, you'll regret it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon and for the rest of your life. But what about us? We'll always have Paris. We didn't have, we we lost it until you came to Casablanca. We got it back last night. When I said I would never leave you. And you never will. But I've got a job to do too. Where I'm going, you can't follow. What I've got to do, you can't be any part of. Ilza, I'm no good at being noble. 
It doesn't take much to see that the problems of three little people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. Someday you'll understand that. Now, now. He's looking at you, kid. That. That I forget that that scene had so many iconic lines in it. Yeah. Like, yeah. hell of beans. To, you know, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. Here's looking at you, kid. Like, you know, like, and we always have parents. All the like, things. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, all the things. Like, yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Um, and 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 that, to I, think that that was just kind of written probably the day they shot that with mm-hmm. all of that iconic cultural reference is just amazing. Like that we've quoted all these decades later is just amazing. Yes, yeah. I I I think um, I I don't. I want to start calling my wife kid now and see how she likes that. <laughs> so, well, and, they're and not married. Time. Uh, And she is a kid and she is, you know, pretty naive. I don't think it's the same if you were to call your wife that. Uh, Maybe maybe when I'm leaving. Maybe when she's leaving, I could say, here's looking at you, kid. Yeah, there you go. uh, Yeah, put it in context like that. Hold on one second. I need to tell. Yeah, I got. We lost Nick. I got little ones running around, uh, and so they're this late yeah. at night. It, it is. It's their, <laughs> it is past their. Well, they're homeschooled, so anyway. Uh, but uh, they they should be getting ready for bed. Um, so uh, that was Casablanca, uh, where you got Here's Nick back. Yay! Um, anyway, uh, we just watched the scene where the last, you know, where he says, "Here's looking at you, kid," and it has all those iconic lines in it. Uh, you know, we had Paris, uh, and well, well, we always have Paris. Here's looking at you, kids, hill of beans. Like I didn't, I, I forgot that it had that many lines in it. So, anyway, we got to wrap up because we had to keep this within an hour. Um, anyway, so uh, Nick, did you have any final words for Casablanca? I think it's one of the best films ever it's in my top 10 it's always been in my top 10 of all time and every time i see it i feel like this little giddiness i think i've seen it about seven times already and i just feel so giddy and so good it feels like it's a a feel-good movie too in a weird way even though it's Mm -hmm. sad because it makes you think of the of the uh, of the times you know that we live in and the times back then so so right trish any final words yeah, like I said, I'm I'm a huge fan of movies from the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and especially the film noir era that Humphrey Bogart was. So many mil- films that he did, like um, I, like I like the Maltese Falcon, and you know things like that. And I think that this is one of those movies that he, you know there's so many layers to it and it's, and it's filmed so beautifully and Ingrid Bergman is just so beautiful. It's like, I really don't want to see this being one of those movies that people are just like, Oh, I can't sit through it because it's an old movie. Like, I really hope we're not the last generation that appreciates these kind of movies. 
this the this kind of movie i love the fast paced of these movies like this the talking is fast everything's like it's right there uh it's got a great story arc the character you know you see the character change you know like and it just you're there and it was so great and uh it's one of my it's in my top three uh that i love and um also, you know, like the background of it with World War II and the fact that all the history that goes along with it, I appreciate it even more. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so if you haven't checked out Casablanca, too, I think it was 150 pages or something with screenplay. With like, well, they had to write them. They had to write more pages then because they talk so fast. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, if you haven't checked out Casablanca, go check it out. It's you're not going to be disappointed in my opinion. Um, and so, anyway. With that said, uh, Trish, thank you so much for coming on with us. Thank you guys for having me back. It's so good to see both of you and and, ha- yes. and share this film cool. with you. It's and so, by the so way, honored. I'm definitely doing, yeah, and I'm doing your show. Well, well, so. Russ is going to schedule it for you. So Russ will be in touch. My people yes, will call yes. your people. I don't think you understand yes. how busy it's been right now. No, so I I'm watch you on I- Facebook. I follow you. So I know your life. Your life is so busy so don't even you're always yeah. doing something I was, looking no at, worries. I was looking at the stuff that i have to finish and i started crying the other day but but i feel good now so, so we're good. anyway all right we'll make it there's no there's a whole season ahead of us so there's no we, we need a new we need a new exit line for for the uh film reviews all right here's make, looking at you kid that or, or, or don't forget the popcorn don't forget the popcorn we'll okay. always have right. paris <laughs> right. thank you everybody Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. And if you really enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, follow, like, share, review, or even comment on whichever platform you're using. And remember, you can find more additional content at our YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram page. Just search for Real Nick and Russ. See you next episode. You dead. All right, Remy. You dead. <laughs> and we're going to end it with Tom's. You dead. Right, you perfect. dead. I see. Hold on, Remy. Let me end the broadcast. Ha, ha, ha.